I just had such a fire in my heart for the Lord. And I would sit in my bed and pray to God and say, God, what do you want? What do you want to do with me? Like, please use me. Welcome back to Highly Meditated. I'm your host, Danny, And today I have my good friend, Brooke, on the show. Hey guys, I'm Brooke. <laughs> Are you feeling highly meditated today? I am, yes. Especially in this space, lots of good vibes. Yeah. Your little cute I like to apartment. Keep it that way. Yeah. yeah. I like to keep it that way. My plants thriving. For sure. yeah. yeah. So, well, what's up? Well, just uh, came out to Hudson today to visit my good friend Danny. To talk about some angels. Talk about some angels. One of my favorite topics. Yeah. Brooke and I met at a former job that I had, and she was an intern, and I was an associate, and our job was never really about work. Well, our job was about work, but our relationship was never about work, (laughs) Um, and that's just kind of how we met, and I think God introduced us to each other for a reason, So, and we've kept in touch, and it's been great, but so how has it been post-college? Post-college, so I'm living at home with the rents. Um, excited to get out, but still probably going to be there for another six months or so, kind of yeah. figuring out exactly what I want to do and saving that cash. Yep. Saving that cash. And yeah, it's just kind of a weird time in life just cause your whole life you just go to school and all you know is school. And then all of a sudden you're working every day and it's kind of like, well, now what? So I feel like I'm I'm trying to find other things uh, besides work, like other hobbies. I've been really into going to yoga a lot lately. Same, yeah. And uh, other just fitness classes. Yeah, and you've been trying meditation. Yep. A little bit more frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still trying to get the hang of it though. Yeah. I I feel like. Meditation for me is best at nighttime. For sure, me too. Or or first thing in the morning. Yes. But I like to be alone. Like I like it when Mackenzie's gone, so I can just <laughs> do it by myself. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It kind of helps me too when I have light music or something in the background. Yeah. Um, just to kind of sometimes the silence for me, I feel like my mind kind of races a lot in the silence or I can hear my mind more when it's completely silent yeah so it just kind of helps me get in the zone a little bit yeah do you feel like it's easier for you to pray because there's intention there yes or is that why yeah. yeah absolutely I would say that for sure yeah because I guess if you're trying to clear your mind in meditation that's like the opposite of praying because then when you're praying you know it's like you can get everything out there instead of trying to get it to shut up I guess yeah, no, that's a really good point. I've been really into listening to Lauren Daigle. Is that how you say her last name? I don't know who that is. She sings um, You Say. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just her whole album is really good, and I just love her. I've been following her on her Instagram, and she's just a really cool spiritual person. Dude, I love it. Yeah. Love it, love it. So do you want to talk about how your spirituality has been and like how it was growing up compared to now and stuff? Yeah, I would say I really found God at 15 years old um, when my friend brought me to her church. And I just remember 
um, we were worshiping and there was just all this loud music and I, everyone was kind of putting their hands up and I thought it was kind of weird. Like, why are all these people singing and putting their hands up? And, but then I just kind of had this voice in me say, Brooke, just look at me. Like, don't worry about what anyone thinks. Like, put your hands up. Um, so I did. And I just remember crying uncontrollably just because I totally felt God's love and, um, his presence. And ever since then, I've just been a big believer in the Lord and yeah, just has been a big part of my life really. Yeah. That's awesome. I had not really a similar experience, but when I was younger, I think I was eight or eight or 10, maybe 11 or something. And I had grown up really Catholic, you know, like gone to church every single Sunday and everything. And I was kind of at that age where people start saying, you can't see God because he's not real. And then I had this really big experience in a prayer. And I was like, God, I know you're real. I know that everybody who's saying this is, you know, bullshit. Like, I Mm -hmm. know that you're real. Show me so that I have, like, truth. Like, I have proof that you're real. And my body got super hot and flushed. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but that was kind of one of the first moments where I just knew. And so for my whole life, I had an inner knowing of him, but I had a really hard time like following the church, I guess. And that kind of led me away from it for several years, but now I'm back. Yeah. Not not necessarily with the church, but I'm back to my relationship with God. Yeah. What's your relationship with God now? I would say um, God's obviously a huge, huge part of my life. I read this book in high school called Jesus Over Religion. And I, I technically grew up Catholic, but I decided not to get confirmed, which kind of upset my grandma. Um, but I had explained to her that, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with being Catholic and, and people experience God lo- God's love in a lot of different ways. And I just knew that that wasn't for me. My big thing is, even if I don't go to church every single Sunday, I do feel like I just have that relationship with him still. And he knows me. Yeah, you have to kind of go with what feels right. Because to me, those experiences speak way higher than anything in the Bible or anything that, you know, goes on in a church. Like it's those personal experiences with God that make you just know. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember like in high school, I would, I just had such a fire in my heart for the Lord. And I would sit in my bed and pray to God and say, God, what do you want? What do you want to do with me? Like, please use me like in any way, like I want to be used and I, I want people to see me, to see your love through me. And, um, it was kind of crazy. He, I would just get hear these names and it wasn't even like best friends of mine um, whose names he would tell me to pray for. But I would reach out to these people and just say, you know, hey, I'm, I'm praying for you. Like, I I hope um, I hope everything is OK and just know that God loves you. And um, it happened twice. And both these people were kind of going through a lot at the time, which I didn't even know. But it's just kind of wild because God told me that. Yeah, it's so crazy how quickly and easily he communicates to you. I feel I feel like you spent a lot of time in heaven before you were born. 
and you were like, I don't know, some sort of angel or some sort of guide almost that God communicated with like constantly. And so it's just easy for you. I don't know. I've never met anybody like it. Yeah. Like you that has all these awesome experiences, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess another kind of crazy experience I've had is, um, so I've had a lot of death in my life. Um, no one in my immediate family, but, um, my aunt, my uncle, my little brother lost his best friend. And I don't know, I've just had a lot of experience with death and it was kind of crazy because before my uncle died, I remember the last time I saw him and um, I was serving uh, at the Hilltop where I used to work in high school. Great wings. Great wings. (laughs) If you go there, get the dry robe wings. They're awesome. Um, But so, and my uncle Kevin had came in and and sat down and um, I just... I remember I wasn't even, I was so busy. I wasn't even going to go and like really talk to him or go say hi to him. But like, I was like, oh no, you need to go say hi. You know, you haven't seen him in a while. So I went over there and it was crazy. This feeling I had toward him. It was like, I looked at him like I looked at (laughs) my baby brother or somebody that I just loved so much. Like I just wanted to hug him. Yeah. And I just didn't really want to let go. And I've never had that feeling with him. He's my uncle, but I just remember just feeling like, oh, I love you so much. And it it sounds weird, but it was like just crazy. Like, and turns out that was the last time I saw him. And I remember hugging him so hard and I didn't know why I felt like I loved him so much more than I ever had before. But I feel like that was maybe God's way of telling me or giving me a chance to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And actually, I bet your uncle needed that too. You know, he needed to feel that sort of... Because he was lost suddenly, right? Yes, very suddenly. No idea he was going. So he... Nope. That was probably one of the most, like, real human love connections that he felt. Or the last ones before he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... um Actually, before my little brother's friend died, so they had came and visited me a night at St. Thomas, and they stayed at my house, and I remember, like, it was super early in the morning when they were going to leave, and um, that night before, too, I remember Devin slept on my couch, and I just remember looking at him and just thinking he was just, like, so cute and I just wanted to tuck him in and I don't know why I looked at him like my little brother and um, the next day too um, even when I went down and said goodbye to the little boys I was just like little boys (laughs) sorry they're like 18 (laughs) (laughs) Um, but they'll always be little boys to me (laughs) Um, uh, so I just remember going down there and it was really early in the morning like I said I didn't really want to get up But I went down there and I gave my brother a hug goodbye and I remember giving Devin a hug and just being like the same type of feeling I had with my uncle, like just like I wanted to give him so much of my love or something. I don't know, but a week later he had passed suddenly and it hit me and 
that, oh my gosh, like, God, you were telling me Mm -hmm. to say goodbye. For sure. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You got deep quick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess so. Yeah, no, that's so incredible. I definitely feel like you have gifts. Do you think that it's gotten like stronger over time or like it's easier to talk to God now almost or how do you? I definitely, I would say I struggle sometimes like I'll go in waves. Like sometimes I'm just like, I get frustrated because I'm like, I I can't connect with God and I don't know why that happens sometimes, Mm -hmm. but I read that that is, you know, it can't be your relationship with God cannot always just be this easy one, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I read somewhere that that's if you're having a hard time, you know, connecting with him, that he just wants you to try harder. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I feel that I feel a similar way when I've been trying to develop develop my intuitive abilities and communicate with my dad because I'll go for a long period of time without having like a verbal or some sort of experience with him and I get frustrated I'm like why is this happening but really it's just like I need to learn how to sit and meditate and I need to learn how to be spiritual and like get my mind out of the equation and so it's kind of a similar thing like you Mm -hmm. just it can't always be easy you kind of have to work for it yeah absolutely and if you think about it like something that good and powerful and and I don't know yeah it makes sense that yeah yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. so oh I think there's an eagle flying outside the house right now oh really (laughs) yeah I always think that's a sign for my dad well it is a sign for him for sure (laughs) cool yeah but anyways yeah so what uh you saw psychic recently yep I did was that cool Yeah, it was really, it was really, really cool. She knew things, um, like she knew all these traits about my dad that no one would have ever, Yeah. like no one but me or if you're close to my dad would know that, you know. Or a psychic. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Or a psychic. Um, But she told me she, she's like, you and your mom need to go on a trip and you're going to go on a trip just you and your mom together. She's like, your dad won't come because he doesn't want to leave the country. And it's just going to be, and it's so funny because my dad says that all the time that he does. He just wants to stay in America and he doesn't have any interest going to Europe. (laughs) And, um, and she was like, because that's not your dad's idea of vacation. Your dad wants to sit his ass in the sand. And <laughs> and that is like a line that my dad says all the time that I just want to sit my ass in the sand really? and by the beach. Yes. Yeah, that's so cool. He doesn't care to do all the touristy things. But yeah. Yeah. So it was just kind of crazy. And um, yeah, that is kind of crazy. I really hope that I can get to that point where I can just, you know, almost be able to verbalize people's personalities without ever meeting them. I kind of had, I've been practicing. It's kind of weird. I like pick up pieces of information off of people as I'm walking past them. Sometimes stuff that I don't want, like they have issues with their mom or something. Oh yeah. And, um, telling me that. Yeah. It's really weird. But, uh, I, my, so my spiritual teacher, Karen, she had me practice one time in one of our calls and she's like, okay, do my daughter Kayla. And I was like, okay, I could do Kayla. 
I don't I don't know what she looks like, but I can do Kayla. <laughs> and I was like, she has like kind of a funny voice and she talks in like a really light way. And she's she's like, you know, really average size, like not skinny and not chubby, but she's like very, very average. And Karen was like, Yep, that's true, that's true. And then she asked me to like pick out her hair color and everything like that and I did and then um she's like okay does she have any issues like or what feelings or emotions does she have and I was like she has a hard time communicating and she and Karen was like yep her throat chakra is very blocked and she never is able to express herself or set boundaries with people and she has a lot of anxiety and I was like oh cool and then (laughs) she's like can you tell what she does and I saw her with her hands out like like a um like almost grabbing for something to help mm-hmm. and I was like oh is she a nurse or she was a caretaker oh yeah. my gosh wow so I don't know how Wild. I did it and I think it was partly because Karen was there with me so I felt super comfortable and validated like I wasn't making stuff up yeah you know yep but yeah I hope to get like that one day that'd be cool Mm-hmm. yeah I know it's kind of wild did she tell you anything else um she did well so I I did I asked her about um my little brother's best friend, Devin, and um, I just, you know, I just asked her if, if she knew him or she could feel him, and, and she said, um, and I guess I asked her, I said, why was he taken from us? Because it was so sudden, um, he died in his sleep, um, and it, and he was 17 years old, so it was just truly a tragedy. And she told me, she said, God took him to save his eternal soul. And I, I didn't really know what that meant. Um, but she just kind of said, like, that on earth here, his soul would have been not damaged, but or, or, I, I'm not exactly sure what she totally meant by it. Maybe you... Yeah. Kind of know um, a little bit. He could have been like headed down a bad path of soul evolution, whether that was by his own choices or by somebody else's. Mm-hmm. But obviously whatever what was going to happen, God was able to come in and say like, no, that's not mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Which is really powerful. But in some ways you could look at it as a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, it's never a blessing really for us, but. In some ways, it could have been for his soul. Yeah. And I just remember in asking her, is he okay? And she was like, yeah, he's he's so happy, actually. And But he needs your, your little brother to know that he's okay and that it is not his fault because my brother was with him and unfortunately found him, you know, dead and... I told my little brother that and he just started crying and was like, and I truly think he feels so healed by, I'm sure that I told him that like you could see it in his face. Like he was just like, thank you, Brooke. I needed to hear that so much. And he just couldn't stop crying. Yeah. Um, so kind of crazy. Yeah. Mediumship can be so healing. Because it gives you not necessarily a last goodbye, but like just validation that they are happy and they truly are in heaven where they needed to go. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, I think it's easy for us here on earth to forget that, 
just because they're gone and they're removed physically as part of our lives. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you do have to remember like they're in the best place possible. For sure. Yeah. What like when my dad came through in a Reiki session a couple days ago, he was so funny. He was so happy. And um, so I was getting it done on me by somebody else. And so we both got his energy, but we got different messages from him, which I think is super cool. But um, so when he came to me in my ear, I was like, okay, are you here? I feel you. And he's like, <laughs> I'm always here. You can guarantee that. <laughs> and it was so cute. He was so playful. Um, and she got similar goofy messages from him and that he was just really happy. And that's, I mean, that's what heaven is, right? But at the same time, he really misses the physical closeness of our relationship and really just being on earth because you can't, you can't hug somebody in heaven, you know, you're just like mm-hmm. in a hundred percent peace all the time. Yeah. I can imagine. It's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> you just love everybody I remember hearing that you're not married in heaven like back in high school and I was like what that's so sad but then um (laughs) my pastor said he's like no it's just because like you love everybody like so much there's just so much love yeah there's not it's not organized Mm -hmm. there's nothing organized about heaven it's just heaven you know yeah I mean we're kind of in part of heaven on earth it's part of the universe Mm mm-hmm yeah Kind of another cool God story that I have is, um, so I had talked about that my dad lost, well, I've had a lot of death in my life. So um, he also lost his sister, uh, my Aunt Pam. And I remember back in high school uh, being at church and praying and worshiping. And I remember God saying, and, and I remember asking God, like, God, what is going to happen to Pam? Like, please heal her. And he was like, Brooke, she will be healed. I promise you she will be healed. And that's all I kept hearing. And it was hard for me because at first I thought, you know, she's she's going to be okay. She's, she's going to be healed here on earth. Her Parkinson's will go away and, and um, you know, she'll be all good. But I mean, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I mean, it was just so terrible because she... Yeah, that's heavy. Yeah, she was 62 years old and Parkinson's, it's like you lose all mobility in your body, but your brain is still fully aware. So, I mean, by the end of it, she couldn't even talk like... And it was so hard to watch her because she knew what was going on. 100% aware. Yep. It was like she was trapped in her own body. It was terrible. Um, So she died just a month after my uncle Kevin died. And it was kind of crazy because he was actually living with her, helping take care of her. And he died before she did. Um, but But I guess... So when, when God told me that he was going to heal her, it was healing her in heaven, mm-hmm. not here on earth. And Yeah. You and your family have been faced with so much grief. It's insane. Yeah. It really, it is really crazy, but because my dad too, he lost his dad when he was eight years old. Yeah. Just a heart attack and died and 
um, you know, my, um, she's my dad's cousin, but I call her my aunt Sandra. She lost, um, her sister was murdered and her child and, um, her husband drowned, um, while she was pregnant and there's just been so much death, but it's so crazy because I would say that my family is very spiritual Yeah, and like some of the happiest people I know. For sure. You are. You are amazing. <laughs> I don't know. You're just a little angel. <laughs> I truly think that's um, all because of God. Like I give God all the glory. He can do amazing things for mm-hmm. people and um, having him in my life has just completely changed my life. I don't know what I would do. Yeah. So have you connected to anyone as like an angel before? Um, I've had, do you get a lot of signs or not too many, but I've, I've definitely like, sometimes I'll just get like, all right, got distracted there for a minute. The boys came in and I don't know what they were. I don't exactly know what they grabbed. <laughs> a pair of shorts and some, some golf some clubs. Golf clubs. Yep. Yeah. Guy stuff. <laughs> Boys. Um, so anyways, we were talking about angels. So have you connected with your Aunt Pam at all? Honestly, I wish I have more. I feel like I have a few times though. Like the, they'll just be times when I'm um, just kind of sitting there and I won't even be thinking about her at all or there won't even be anything that necessarily reminds me of her but um I'll just start to get like very emotional yeah and um I I feel like that's what happens a lot of the time Mm -hmm. when God speaks to me I just get so emotional because I just I think it's just because too I feel it so much Mm -hmm. that it's like almost overwhelming yeah it's a deep inner knowing yeah for sure. Like, can I give an example? Yeah. So sometimes when I'm in Savasana after yoga, where you just chill in the darkness for a few minutes, my dad comes through to me because I'm super chill. And it's almost like a meditative state that you're in. And there's been times where I just feel it in my physical body that he is telling me how proud he is of me mm-hmm. and who I'm becoming. Like, I can just feel it. And I'm like... It, Right now, I can feel it just mm-hmm. talking about it, and I just start crying. It's just yeah. such an overwhelming feeling of love. Yeah, that's totally what it is. Um, and that's like I said, when I first, you know, really found God, it was like just tears and tears. And I've seen that mm-hmm. from not even just me, but other people at my church who have had that similar experience. It's like you just feel that He you know, he loves you so much. You hear your whole life, like, God loves you. God loves you. Like, you know, you are made in his image. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. Like, he loves you so much. And I think it's hard for people sometimes to... Like people who haven't had that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, agree. To kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. But I think people are really missing out and... It, it it's not, I don't have this relationship with God because I'm more special than anybody else or ch- the chosen one. It's no. everyone can have that. For sure. It's just, yeah, it's what you put your energy into. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you see yourself ever going down a path 
of spirituality for a living? Yeah, actually, I would have dreams um, about me speaking at like some... Dude, I knew it. I have this sense about you're the only person I know with a white aura, by the way, which is like the most spiritual one. Wow. Sorry, I'm interrupting you, but I no, just, no. I just have to get Thank this out. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, I always feel like you are here to teach people spirituality or you're here to be a messenger, but you're such a communicative person that it it's not like you're just here, you know, getting your own selfish messages from God. Like you're here to bring it out in other people and to like heal others, I think. But go ahead. Mm. So let's hear these dreams. <laughs> well, I've just like, I've had these weird dreams of me like speaking to a lot of people and just like preaching basically. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess, I mean, that would be a dream come true if, mm-hmm. if that happened. I guess it's hard because you always think about, you know, what your purpose is and all these things that you want to do, but it's like, how do you go about actually doing that and making mm-hmm. that your reality? Yeah, manifesting is, oh, I don't yeah. know, it's just something that everybody's talking about right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I've been a huge manifester forever. But like, for, so I'm going to give you an example of of how you can like, you know, pursue this dream. So this is how I see you. I see you on a stage like preaching about God and angels and stuff like that and living with God. The way I see it, though, isn't the you talking in front of a church of people. It's a more modern thing. Like, you're very, like, I don't, like very well-dressed and hip, almost like a TED Talk sort of thing. That's what I – it was never at a church. It was no. never me being a pastor. Yeah, I don't see you doing that either. No. I see you, but I do see you speaking and giving people the word of God in a more – in not a really Christian way. Mm-hmm. It's like a way that's more relatable for people. For spiritual, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so funny you say that because that's how I've always felt like my relationship has been with God. I mean, I have never really found a church that I have loved every single thing about that church. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a church that I love going to in Edina, Christ Presbyterian. But I mean, like I said, I the times when I feel the most connected with God are by myself when I'm worshiping Mm -hmm. just me talking Mm -hmm. to him and um yeah that's definitely a dream of mine to do that to go and and tell people yeah especially people who are so are hurting because it makes me so sad to think about people not being happy Mm -hmm. you know and just that they're missing out on all of this good stuff for sure and I've been one of those people yeah by the way like I've been super depressed and and unhappy for a long time really and once you add God to the picture it just makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. yeah but, so so yeah I see you doing that and mm. I've had visions like that for myself as well and then they came true but like I see it as a premonition almost like you know you see yourself doing this you know that that is maybe something that you could be doing later and then you just start rolling with it and you go step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. And we're mm-hmm. there. like, you just, I don't know. You got to look at it as a step-by-step basis, you know? Yeah. Like start journaling about it or something. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's a good, that's good advice. Definitely. I need to pray about it more too, I think. Yeah. That's I, the other thing. It's so much easier to just ask questions. I feel like, cause you can get answers mm-hmm. once you figure out how. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
yeah, I feel like too, I've, you know, had those dreams and just kind of been like, oh, you know, that would be cool. But yeah, I feel like people nowadays too are just kind of get so comfortable in where they are that it's, it's like what you're doing. Like you started this podcast, you know, (laughs) it's crazy. I don't know what I'm doing, (laughs) but you just do it. And that's how you make your dreams a reality. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy because I don't think that my ideas and visions of this podcast and stuff that I'm doing now are from me. I feel like I'm getting them from something else, like my higher self or God or something. Yeah. They're like getting put in my head and then something just clicks inside of me. Like, I don't know. Lately, I've been thinking about what I want to do differently on here from now on. And these ideas have just come to me. I don't even know how. Mm -hmm. But and so I'm not going to talk about those ideas yet. But (laughs) we'll get there. Surprise. (laughs) Gotta wait. Listen in. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. That is something I would definitely want to pursue. Yeah. You hear people talk about living your best life and all that stuff. And um, I truly think like we get one life here. Mm -hmm. on earth do what you can to make a difference and you know make yourself known and um be happy find find something that fills your soul absolutely be like you said be authentic Mm -hmm. find something yeah that truly makes you the happiest person right you can be people have you ever heard of the matrix Uh uh-uh So it's this concept that society and the way that our world is run is all to keep a handful of people rich. You know, like this whole, we go, we work our asses off at these terribly unfulfilling jobs from nine to five. Like just do the stupidest things Mm -hmm. all day at a computer. We do this and it's all, it ends up being just an exchange of the same couple thousand dollars. You know, like you go to work and you spend all of this money when when you're living and then you go to work and you get it back and then you spend it and you get it back Mm -hmm. there's no like sure you can rise up a little bit within that but it's just this really unfulfilling track yeah and so if you start doing soul-filling work that's what gets you out of it yeah that's you just you realize you start to realize that you don't need to get a paycheck from somebody else and it doesn't even have to be about money really Mm -hmm. it can be about like you don't have to go to a church to find god like, you don't have to no. follow all of these rules to have your no. soul fulfilled. Actually, if you follow the rules, you probably won't. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. You know? Such a good point. Yeah. And not to say that, like, you know, if you love your corporate job, you go for it. Like, you rock that shit because that that's not very common. So if you love your corporate job, that's probably something that you should pursue as a soul-fulfilling thing. But mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, like, I sit at my job all day and I'm like, oh, my God, I hate this so much. But it's not filling my soul. You yeah, know? absolutely. I mean, I feel I feel the exact same way. Yeah. Like, it's not like I, you know, hate my job by any means. I, I love my job. I love the people I work with and and that. But but at the end of the day, it's like that's not why I'm I'm not on this earth to be an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, I hope not. I know. It's depressing <laughs> if it is. Yeah, I know. You know? Um, so, yeah. It's really funny because I, I know I agree. I'm not like meant to be an accountant, but that's where I'm at right now. And so praise be, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's where I am. Yep. But it's funny because like when I first started getting into spirituality and like sort of like metaphysical concepts or new age stuff, I got super into numerology and it's just funny because that's what drew me into it 
like so much because I figured out how to calculate my life path number or actually I was I learned how to somebody else calculate it for me and she was like oh you're life path 11 that's amazing you're supposed to be a healer and a spiritual messenger and I was like oh that actually sounds really true Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was like crazy how accurate it was. Yeah. And then I looked more into it. And it, I bought this book on numerology that I just devoured. And it was so interesting. Like numerology and astrology and human. Have you heard of human design? Mm-mm. They're all, there's so much truth to all of them. I would really love to do an episode on all of those. But I think I sent you your life path number, didn't I? Once in a text. I think you, no, you sent me my aura. And then you sent me, I don't think oh. you sent me my life path Should we number. look at yours? Yeah. Okay, I have my numerology book. One second. Yes. <laughs> so to calculate your life path number, you need just your date of birth. Okay. So your life path three. Okay, so life path three, life's purpose. As these people emphasize the thinking aspects of life, it is clear that their primary purpose relates to their mental capabilities. For them, the understanding of life and the development of their personality are significantly related to their thought processes in preference to intuitiveness or practical involvement. (laughs) Their service to the community and their favored mode of expression is therefore primarily expressed through thinking, planning, analyzing, memorizing, and so on. The speed in which ruling three people engage in mental work often leaves others well behind. Their acute mental alertness is sometimes surprisingly exceeded in a keen sense of humor, a natural wit that makes them bright and intelligent company and excellent hosts and hostesses. It should be remembered that they invariably express themselves far more fluently through the thinking channels than either emotionally or physically. Do you feel like that's true? Yeah, I would think so for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. Oh, do you want me to keep going? Sure. Yeah. This is their active brain, lively sense of humor, and general mental alertness contribute to a successful working and social life. They are often the life of the party or the brightest person in the office, but this success does not always prevail in their homes. While they express a natural wit for superficial contacts with constant companions, they often become overly critical. This can be very wearing on people who are close, especially on the spouse. Ruling threes enjoy helping people so long as they have the rapport on a mental level and the other people are prepared to cooperate. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely think, what did it say about how I... Overly critical? Yeah. Do you think that... I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. It's weird because you and my best friend JC are both uh, threes Uh and I don't see that in her either, but I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of that's really true, though. Mm-hmm, for for sure. sure. Especially when it said, like, the way you express your emotions, was it, like, through your thoughts or something? Yeah, very mental. For sure. And mm-hmm. I, I would say that's me a thousand percent. My yeah. mind is always thinking about something. Like how I said earlier, I cannot – I have a really hard time meditating because yeah. I can't shut my mind off. Yeah. My thoughts are Always, always running. Always running. Yeah. I'm going to give you that book, The Untethered Soul. I yeah. think it'll help a lot. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And then, Thanks. I mean, there's other parts to numerology where, like, the calculation of your name matters and then how many different numbers you have in your, like, if you have two ones in your birthday, you're supposed to be really good at expressing. Mm-hmm. And I think I have two ones, which is why I remember that. Yeah. Or, like, you know, eight signify, like, power and influence and can often lead to, like financially positive lives Mm -hmm. and stuff like that it's all really interesting yeah cool yeah i've never heard of that before yeah 
It's neat. You should look up human design too, if you, if you want. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So also angels communicate to us in numbers. Did you know that? Uh-uh. Yeah. So if you see a number frequently, like I see the number 17 all the time, like multiple mm-hmm. times a day. Mm-hmm. And I see the number 11 a lot. And a lot of times I see 11 and 17 together. So if you Google what they mean, it's usually your angels trying to communicate a message to you. So 17 is like, you're on the right path. You're doing the right thing or, mm-hmm. you know, something of that nature. Yeah, for sure. Actually, my, my one of my best friends, Sophie, she has this, the number 32 and she sees it everywhere and she the apartment she just moved in is on 32nd street and yeah it's always been her number and so the psychic that we saw told her that that number means potential or something like that yeah it's just it's a sign of potential but yeah that's really cool and once i found out this numerology stuff i started calculating my friend's life path numbers and my best friend anna she lives in texas so i couldn't do it in person but i was talking to her and her whole life she's had this thing with the number 33 and like that was her number in every sport on her mm-hmm. jersey and it's just like a really big number in her life when i calculated her life path i got 33 and i my phone just about fell out of my hand i was like this is oh insane. my gosh of course it is yeah <laughs> wow and then i read the description of the life path and she was like holy shit look like, why aren't we taught about this when we're young i feel like it i, I know. know yeah i think people I don't know why. I guess everybody is different. But I, for me, it's like you could say all this stuff is crazy and that, you know, you don't believe in it. But it's like, how? How do yeah. you not? How do you not believe in in this? For me, it's like I'd rather go my whole life believing in something bigger than me than not. For sure. It, it's depressing. <laughs> and if you think about it, like we were talking earlier, it's like, how do people not? believe in god like look Mm -hmm. at this earth that we live on we can make humans like Mm -hmm. something bigger than us had to create this for sure and i think too it's like people can't wrap their minds around it well you shouldn't be able to wrap your mind around it because it's different than anything you could ever know exactly it's it's not even imaginable yeah because it's it's not even there's nothing on earth really that yeah and when you're born, you, to that. you go through the veil of amnesia. And so you forget everything about heaven and you forget everything that you already know. Mm-hmm. And they do that so that you are able to like live your life in whatever way you choose. So that you don't have these you, this knowledge going into it. You know, it's mm-hmm. an exploration. Being on Earth is like an exploration and evolution of yourself. Yeah. You know, it's not supposed to be like... We don't come in with this knowledge, but then at the same time, I don't see how I could ever go through my life without not having an experience where I know yeah, that there's something else out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And also, I feel like people don't really know or they don't respond well necessarily to what Reiki is because it, it, you can't see it, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just energy healing. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, look at my orchid. Yeah. I've been giving it Reiki and it grew another orchid. That's crazy. Are you telling me that this is <laughs> fake? I don't know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, my plants are doing very well since I've got my Reiki. But yeah. She's got some pretty plants over here. <laughs> yeah. I should take some more pics for the Insta. Yeah, you should. Especially with all your crystals right there. It just looks so peaceful. My crystals. Mm-hmm. I'm a crystal gal. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, Brooke, 
how can people connect with you if they have questions about God? Honestly, you you can follow me on Instagram. Okay, I'll link your Insta in the, <laughs> yeah. in the show notes. Um, and message me, um, especially after today, like sitting here with you. I just feel so motivated to take that step and yeah. go in that direction and start uh, fulfilling my soul and um you will you're very purpose for me so you're very divinely guided yeah thank you cool well thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me yeah this was super fun yeah lots of fun as always good convo yeah i know it's always great to see you Mm -hmm. yeah so as always thank you for listening and you can reach me at highly meditated podcast at gmail.com or my instagram and i'll link brooks and uh And if you've been enjoying the podcast, I would really appreciate it if you went out and wrote me a review or left me a rating so that I can get some feedback. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks.